You've seen the big plays. Jaron stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown! You've heard what the playmakers and coaches have had to say. Up for a three, got it! But now it's time to go behind the mic with BYU Sports Broadcasters to get their distinctive take on the games. Oh, what an aggressive play! This is Behind the Mic with host Cleon Wall. We're here to bring you unique insights and stories from the BYU sports broadcasters who cover the Cougars and from the Cougars themselves. When did you first start liking sports? That's a good story that can evoke a lot of good and possibly bad emotions, but mostly good. For me, I remember playing soccer, t-ball, and youth basketball when I was young, but I was not aggressive playing any of the sports, and I was never really very good at them as I grew up. I didn't really start loving sports until I was a preteen and I used to watch NFL games with my stepdad. For some reason, that spurred me on to becoming more competitive and then watching gobs and gobs of sports. I wanted to talk to others about falling in love with sports here at BYU Broadcasting, so I brought in fellow broadcasters, Brandon Crow, who produces features for BYU TV, Harrison Collier, who produces games, Hemahe Mooley produces BYU Sports Nation Game Day and also the coaches shows, and BYU TV and radio personality Jason Shepard first thing I wanted to know was how they were introduced to sports, whether it was playing or watching it. We started off with Brandon Crow. It was something that I was just born into. Like both my parents, my mom and dad, they were both very huge sports fans. And a lot of my family friends and even now, like they kind of say that my mom is more is like the biggest sports fan. Uh, she grew up in Boise, so she was a big Boise State fan. But growing up in Southern California, we were a UCLA, uh, we were a UCLA family. So we had basketball season tickets for over 30 years. We've had football season tickets. And so I remember, like, I have vivid memories of when I was a kid, especially during the 95 championship run that, that the Bruins had, of my mom being, like, two feet away from the TV, and she'd be screaming, and she'd be jumping up and down, and then my dad would be jumping up and down. And so it was just – it was essentially just a whole thing that I just grew up in. It was a world that I grew up in, and, and I just really never thought anything else. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit while uh, later down the road, but I was not a big BYU guy growing up, and we're going to need you to leave. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that you have four of us in here, and I think only one is from Utah, Emma, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just it's just interesting because I I didn't grow up with, in Southern California. I didn't grow up like with the access to be able to watch BYU stuff. And so I, I really didn't, didn't have, like, this huge diehard affinity for BYU sports until, like, a little bit later. Hemma, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I grew up big BYU fan, obviously, because my dad, my uncles, a couple cousins played here. Um, and But I, I'll say that, like, you know, I definitely enjoyed playing sports more than watching mm. at the beginning. Um, I grew up with a bunch of cousins my age and we always played like football in the street and, yeah. and things like that. And that's kind of where my love of sports came from. Um, it wasn't until a little bit later where I started enjoying actually watching the game and not necessarily being there playing. Um, the, off the top of my head is, you know, me and my dad watched the, um, Utah jazz beat the Suns on that shot. And, and, and that was a crazy memory and um that was kind of like the first time i was like oh wow like watching sports is just as fun as as playing them and so um yeah that's just that's where my love began for for watching sports but i always loved playing sports any sport when i was little it kind of it kind of helps when you know your dad played collegiately and you have yeah. other family members so it, it, it probably helps out a little bit there what about you jason yeah my very first memory 
from a sports perspective is George is, Brett. Is George Brett and the Kansas City Royals. Those that was my very first sports memory. And really my very first sports love was baseball. Um, and so, you know, growing up in in independence, um, you know, I would go to Kansas City Royals games all the time. And that that really got me into it. And, you know, I was lucky enough that when the Royals won their World Series in 85, I was old enough to be able to understand what was going on. And it was a really, really big deal that, that, that our team won the World Series in 1985. And so that really sort of upped the ante that not only did did we have a major league team in town, but we just won the world series, you know, and I've told the story before my parents are divorced. So my dad lives closer to St. Louis. So I would go when I was visiting my dad, we'd go to Cardinals games all the time. So baseball was a really, really important part of my life as an adolescent while we lived in Missouri, uh, whether it was Kansas city Royals or St. Louis Cardinals games, we moved to Utah um, after seventh grade. So I started eighth grade here. So I was 13 when we moved to Utah and I, I honestly, as big of a sports fan as I was, I really became a sports fanatic when we moved out here. And I, and I owe it to my grandma. My grandma took me to my, my very first BYU football game. I remember it was against, it was, Ty Detmer was the quarterback. It was against Air Force. I remember exactly where we sat at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Um, and she also took me to my very first Utah Jazz game. And that's awesome. That point in my life from 13 on is where I wasn't just a sports fan like this is just what this was this was it for me like sports that's what I wanted to do and it was like I played sports like like with friends and whatnot but I I was all about watching sports and and getting to know things about the athletes and that like from 13 on it was that's all it was and and kind of like what Brandon was saying like Growing up in in independence, I, I didn't know anything about BYU sports. Mm. Like it wasn't it wasn't talked about. My my family they weren't big sports fans. So how I got into it as much as I did is is somewhat of a mystery. But it was when I got here to Utah at age thirteen, and my grandma took me to that first game. That's from that point on, BYU all the way. Like diehard Cougar. All right, Harrison. What about you? Um, I'm just kind of thinking about what everyone said and for me it was started at a young age and it was just I loved everything about sports and uh growing up my dad and I would play all the time and he would um one of the earliest memories that I had is he took one of our kitchen chairs and taped um like these wiffle bats so we could practice kicking field goals oh, <laughs> in nice. the house, nice. um, which was pretty fun. Uh, sure and your mom then, loved that. Uh, yes, she really loved that. <laughs> and then uh, another memory I have is, do you guys remember the 25-cent football helmets? Oh, yeah. Um, sure, that yeah. you get get out. So early on, my mom wanted to teach me teach me my colors and get those. Well, I learned my the football teams before I learned the colors of, <laughs> of those. <laughs> and rad. so my, my at home, I have this huge bag of all these things uh, of the helmets and, you, you know, still then, have them. Yeah, I still have oh, them. That's amazing. Yeah. So they're, they're not disintegrating quite yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty, it's pretty fun how I kind of gravitated to it. And I loved watching um, and playing. I always did something, whether played baseball basketball, football, hockey, 
uh, I was always doing something. I couldn't stay inside. I yep. wanted to be outside and play. Totally. And so that was a big thing for uh, for me. You know, it's interesting. I I remember watching sports for the first time. It's kind of hazy. It was like I was around 10 or 11. And I remember just watching NFL games with my stepdad on Sundays. Mm. And here are the two vivid memories I have. Why are the Cowboys always on the TV? (laughs) (laughs) And why do I like this so much? I I couldn't understand because, as I said, when I was younger, I played sports, but I wasn't really that good at them. I'm not saying I got better when I got older. I think I got a little bit better when I got older. But there was just something about the competition, whether it was playing it or watching it, that I just I loved being a part of. Uh, Hema, why don't we go to what was it that about sports that just kind of like drew you in and you're like, yeah, this is what I love about sports. Um, I mean, so like, you know, how I mentioned I like playing sports first and growing up I had like a bunch of cousins my age. So we always were playing outside. And similarly to like what you guys said, our parents probably just didn't want us in the house all day. And so they just Maybe. left go us out outside. And do something. Yeah. But we played sports together, mostly football. And the thing that I loved most about it was just beating other kids, like beating my cousins, <laughs> that are, even the ones that were older. You know, you think about recess. Recess, I just played sports. We Same. like left. Yep. Yep. As soon as you hit the doors, it was on. Yep. And the whole recess, you just played a game, whether it was football or kickball or whatever right? four square tetherball uh-huh. handball we, basketball even at recess for us we would continue like if we had two recesses that day it would be like the first half and then we'd go to class and then they would be the same half-time. team so it's yeah. halftime and then the second <laughs> half. yeah the two recesses so some days like oh, we yeah. had it like as you got older you would only have two recesses instead of like three Three? Three? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Which school did you go to? I had one I recess. Oh, I had two. I, had I only had one. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we had, had one. We had morning and we had lunch. Yep. Had so lunch. The morning recess was like <laughs> the short one, and then lunch was the long recess. Yeah. But we did the same thing. We would mm-hmm. split it up into two different halves. See, but, here, so I have. I'm not a smart person, but I've I've come <laughs> up with this. I've come up with this saying that I, I think sort of encapsulates. My whole opinion on sports. And again, you know, I, I I played sports with my friends growing up, and I was always did that kind of stuff, whether it was baseball, basketball, football, that kind of stuff, kickball, all of it. But but my sports, it was about watching it, like watching it on mm. TV, whether in person or, or on TV. And so I, for somebody had asked me this question years and years ago, and so I, I, I thought of this saying that I think just makes it, it just puts it into perspective for me. And by that, I mean out of perspective. But I always tell people, I love sports because for three hours, something that means absolutely nothing means everything. Mm. Yeah. And that's the way I've always looked at sports. In the grand scheme of things, sports doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. But for those three hours while you're watching it, if you're in it and it's your team, it means everything. And that's why I love sports. Harrison and also Brandon, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean, like I, I see what what Shep is saying, but I've also seen on the other side, like I've I've seen the power that sports has to be able to bring people together, and so I, I do feel like that sports. The reason why I think I love it so much is that it's the biggest and most realistic uh, comparison to life, where you have like the underdogs and you have like the people that are supposed to be the best, but then they they you know they have mistakes, and then you get those underdogs those those long shots that come up and, and, they, and they win, they captivate your heart. And 
I think for us as, as humans, we love we love stories and we love storytelling. And then we're able to, to see a story unfold. We're able to see a guy that, that struck out, you know, 10 times in his last 11 at bats. And he comes up and he gets he's down to his last strike. And then he hits a, a game winning home run. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. And even just thinking about this and talking about this, I get like, you know, chills thinking about certain things. But, uh, yeah, I just love it for me. It's, it's home. It, sports is just it's just home like growing up uh in southern california i i knew i wanted to be a sports broadcaster when i was like six or seven and growing up i had i was blessed to have three of what i think are the best you know to ever do it in my hometown you had chick hearn for the lakers bob miller for the kings and then vin scully for the dodgers and they were like members of our family like we would we eat together as a family at dinner time and we wouldn't say hey did you see you know eric Carros's home run it was like hey Remember that story Vin told last night? Like that was awesome. Or did, you know, did you hear Bob's call? Or did you hear what Chick said about about the Pistons and about Isaiah Thomas being a whiner? You know, like that. <laughs> like those were the conversations that we would have, and it was just like those guys became part of our family, and so it just became much more, much more than that to us. Yeah, I think for me with sports is it's a perfect metaphor for life. Like for those sixty minutes that you're playing in that game you it goes up you have ups and downs and it's how you respond uh during those those 60 minutes it, you can easily just fold after something doesn't go your way within the first 5 minutes or you can battle back and uh come from behind i mean there's a couple that come to mind that will always stick with me uh one of them uh was with the mighty ducks paul korea was playing in the stanley cup finals against uh, the New Jersey Devils, and in that, he gets laid out coming across the middle by Scott Stevens, and he he must have had a concussion and taken off the ice. I was like, he's not coming back, and he was one of my favorite players. Probably about 10, 15 minutes later, he comes back on the bench, and the fans are going nuts, and then he takes the ice for his next shift, goes down, and scores. And the place just erupts, and he go and it. Um, the Ducks go on to win that game, just because of that momentum and that momentum shift. And so uh, that just makes me think of you know anything in life where, hey, you you'll get knocked down, and um, it's how you respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in to what Brandon said in terms of you know knowing he wanted to be a broadcaster since he was little, I, I was I was kind of in the same. But look. Anybody that's met me, you you know, I'm not going to be an athlete. I'm not. Yeah, a, you could. I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big guy. I was never going to do anything. You know, wasn't well, going to play worked, football. If you worked more on your legs, you could have been a <laughs> soccer player. Good point. Okay? Good point. <laughs> hey, hey, I was, I did some squats earlier today. <laughs> after I did a couple reps on the bench, but anyway, <laughs> but so so like I knew I was not going to be. I was not going to be playing. Broadcasters were not going to be talking about me. I, I knew that in my life, but. To be able to be a part of sports the way that I am as a broadcaster, like calling a game, whatever whatever sport it is, to me that's like me playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's my way of connecting with the players. That's why I love – that's one of the aspects of my job that I love the most is the team aspect. And I have been blessed here at BYU to be um, brought in by all of the teams – that I cover uh, and broadcast games for, they they 
treat me like a teammate. And I love that part of it. And so when I'm calling a game or on the sideline of a game, that's the closest to me. That's like being on the court and doing my thing. And that's, that's why I, that's why I love my job so much. Speaking about that, just real quickly on uh, one of the reasons why I, I love sports as well is growing up playing it. Uh, you, you just you have these teammates that you become friends with because you go through these experiences together. You go through these grueling practices. You all you know come together and you like saying whatever about the coach underneath your breath as he's making you do sprints and all this stuff. But then, but on the outside, you look at it and it's just you have all these kids, all these people from different walks of life, and then you come together. You put one uniform on and you're 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 throwing aside everything else. In, in your life essentially for that time that you're playing together and then you are united you are together and you, you form a bond and and since I don't play uh you know like I used to anymore I have like a you know a city league softball team whatever but uh it's just I miss that that camaraderie I miss that bond that I that I had with those teammates of mine when we come back the guys talk about their favorite moments in sports they keep them coming back for more and their first experience with BYU sports Welcome back to our roundtable on Behind the Mic on why we love sports. Brandon and Harrison brought up a couple of different things that made me think of that moment of elation, whether you're playing or watching a sport. Mm. There's just that moment where, I don't know if it's the first moment or just a moment of elation where you're like, this is why I love sports so much. I don't know if this is my first one, but I'll give you one that just sticks with me, and it's pretty popular. When I was 15, the Los Angeles Dodgers, my favorite baseball team, they were in the World Series versus the Oakland A's. Mm. Game one, Kurt Gibson gets up. He's hobbled. This is going to be the only time we're going to probably see him in this. He's pinch hitting, and he hits a two-run home run. And I just remember thinking, this is the best thing in the whole world. I hope I get to feel this forever and ever. And in sports, you don't get to feel that for a long time. It's that one moment and unless you're cheering for a team that wins it so often and then you're like, well, which championship was the best? I mean, for some of us, it's <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. it's more like, you know, it was that moment that just like, oh, man, this is why I love sports so much. I want to feel this so much more and more. What were some of the moments in your guys' lives that just kind of like kept you going? Kind of like that golf shot where you're like you hit the one good golf shot. and You're like, yeah, this is why I keep golfing. What what was that moment in sports where you're like, oh, I know exactly where I was, what I was doing, and why this, you know, drew me into sports even more. Uh, why don't we start off with uh, Harrison? Oh, man. I As you were describing that, I was thinking of a lot of moments. Uh, one of them on a BYU side was the 1996 Texas A&M game and just watching everything that um, was going on uh, that I – can still hear Brent Musburger's call when he throws to KO KO Lalui, um, and they score that touchdown, um, and the elation and seeing everyone just go nuts, um, and we were going nuts at home. It's like, all right, we're we're gonna beat this big name opponent, um, and then to see that going on later um, in the Cotton Bowl just made it even more exciting. Um, in non-BYU games, I can think of a handful of moments where I was like, I'll never forget where I was. Uh, one of them was watching the the Red Sox come down 0-3 to beat the Yankees 
and just watching each game and you're like, are they going to do it again? And they did. And then it's like, are they going to finally break this curse? Like, and for them to do what they did was exciting. Um, Thanks Even, for bringing up a painful memory because the Red Sox beat my Cardinals yeah, in that World you're, Series. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring up another painful memory for all of us, but it, but it's something that sticks sticks with me is that the Michael Jordan shot mm-hmm. against the the Jazz. Hey, don't say us. I'm, I'm oh, not lumping sorry. there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like those those type of moments where it's like you know exactly where you're yeah. at and the excitement or the complete disappointment where you're just like oh man we were that close yeah. and then um just to to see that moment or the just unbelievable plays from like the Tanner Mangum Hail Mary um all of a sudden and then the next week he does it again and you're just like wow this is this is kind of out of a storybook that's awesome. I, I remember, like, so I mentioned already the John Stockton shot. Like, I was, that was a fun memory because I was watching it mostly because my dad wanted to watch it, and he, he likes the jazz, and um, so I was watching the game with him, and I shared that moment with him, which is kind of special. But I, I'll, I'll share with you the one where it was kind of just me and my sports fandom. I was a Rams fan growing up because, yeah, because, you know, um, I mean, greatest show on turf. There's there's so much to talk about. It was so fun. But I, I do remember specifically, I think it was Super Bowl 34, when Kevin Dyson, they were playing the, the Titans, Titans yep. and Kevin Dyson got stopped at the goal line. Yeah. Um, and I just remember freaking out like about that um, stop. Um, yeah, and so that, that's a cool memory just because that was like probably the first fandom that was purely mine. Like my dad didn't care about the Rams. Nobody cared about the Rams except for me. The the other one that stands out to me, uh, thinking about, especially with my dad, uh, it was Lavelle's last game against mm-hmm. Utah. I, I remember I was downstairs with my family, with my cousins, uh, doing something because it was over Thanksgiving. And uh, my dad's like, hey, Harrison, come upstairs real quick. And I'm like, all right. So I go upstairs, and it's the final drive to to watch uh, BYU drive down and finally score uh, because it was Lavelle's last game and he's like hey you need to watch we should watch this and it was amazing to go from was it fourth down to margin hooks mm-hmm. and then just slowly getting all the way down the field and then that final play and seeing uh, Lavelle get lifted up and carried off the field for his last game was was pretty cool well and and to to date myself i was at that game as a member of the media (laughs) on the goal line i was right next to the pylon when doman crossed the goal line for that touchdown so yeah like i i and i actually tweeted about this within the last week so it's funny that we're having this conversation and this has not changed by the way in almost 20 years the top two sports moments for me in my life have 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 stayed very consistent. Number one is Stockton hitting the shot against Houston in the in the ninety seven Western Conference Finals to go to the NBA Finals for the very first time. That is hands down the greatest sports moment of my life. Wow. I will never forget where I was at. I'll never forget after I was at a friend's house watching it, driving back to my house, and I get to a stoplight on sixty two hundred South and Redwood Road. I remember exactly where I was. And I looked at the car next to me, 
We did not speak. We just looked at each other. I had a huge smile. He responded <laughs> with a massive smile, and we both knew exactly what we were smiling about. The other one was, and I say it's fairly recent. We're coming up on almost 20 years, but it's Beck to Harleen. That oh, yeah. is a very, very close second. And again, I was there in a media capacity, so I had to sort of suppress suppress it, yeah. although I didn't do a very good job because I ended up jumping in the air. <laughs> uh, but I was on the sidelines, on the BYU sideline, just north of, of where the players were. And that play, it, it's, it's I'll, I, that is, that is, that and the John Stockton three to send the Jazz to the finals, hands down, without question, the two greatest sports moments of my life. Wow. Uh, hard to top all that and uh, Shep's emotion. Um, <laughs> the the 95, uh, you know, Tyus Edney, uh, UCLA run, I just I remember that. That was like my first real kick because I was, I was eight years old and I just remember – like that was when they first kind of really, really kind of started comprehending what was going on. Uh, I remember that for sure. My mom's, I could still close my eyes and see like my mom's, hear my, my mom screaming and everything. But uh, a little bit, a couple years after that, um, I was, I was a big kid uh, in little league, and so I, I would hit home runs. You know, I, I, I just had this one monster season, and so then that was the same season that uh, that Mark McGuire was going on his tear, and so people would call me Little Mac all the time, <laughs> and I remember being in Food for Less in the parking lot with my dad. And we had just gotten out of Food for Less shopping, and we, I was like, I was like, running to the car, ran, you know, ripped open the the thing. I grabbed his keys, put it in the ignition, and I turned it to to the radio station so I could hear. And right as I turned the dial is when Mark hit his sixty second home run, and then we like were on our way to go visit somebody uh, in our church uh, who was sick or something, and I literally like sprinted through their door and they could not care any any ounce of of whatsoever about sports and so i just like took their remote and i turned it on fox and i remember watching the whole celebration and i don't know why i was like a, a mark mcguire fan whatever but i got caught up in that in that moment in that moment of him and sammy sosa and then the you know roger maris all that i i got caught up in that and, and then uh, a couple years after that there are some significant uh, you know staples in in the crow household as far as sports go just during the the lakers three-peat i remember being at a dodger game in in the middle of of june marquise grissom was up to bat and the dodgers were like losing to the rockies or something and next thing you know like the whole i get chills right now you can see i got chills right here the whole stadium starts chanting kobe kobe and like nobody cares about the baseball game going on and then the dodgers on the jumbotron they just put up like the last five minutes of the laker game and so and then we watched you know the laker game oh, cool. and then we saw like marquise grissom in the outfield after he struck out uh he they just like some of the players were just caught themselves looking up up there and it's the same thing with, with shep like when that happened you know that was the first time that an LA sports team had won something. You know in in a while, and uh, you just drive around, and everybody was honking or they'd be looking. And if you had a lake or something on or whatever, everybody you get these random strangers coming up to you, high fiving and stuff. And it, I could go on about a bunch of other things, but uh, yeah, those are some of the ones that stick out to me for sure. What was your first experience, Jason? Kind of said it, or and you can go over this again, Jason, if you want. But your first experience with BYU sports and what was that experience like for you? Yeah, my, my first experience was BYU football and my grandma 
took me, just me, it was my grandma and me at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the early 90s. This was my very first introduction to, to BYU athletics. And I remember she bought me a hat while we were at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I remember where we sat. I remember that we beat Air Force in that game. And from that day on, I have been a BYU fan diehard. And that will never change. Right. Hema? Um, I would say... Hema's different because I'm like... (laughs) He's got family members who are football players. Yeah, I mean, I remember distinctly going to see my uncle Hema, who I'm named after, play often. You know, mid-90s. early, Almost early 90s, mid-90s. And I just remember, you know, going to the games. I don't remember the games, really. But I do remember going to the field afterwards and, like, walking around and, like, meeting Lavelle and Lavelle saying hi. Like, all those things. Um, Yeah, so, like, my fondest memories aren't necessarily tied to the games themselves. But just the experience of being at Cougar Stadium at the time. And, like, that's probably why that place means so much to me is because that's where that's where I spent time with my dad with my uncles going on the field and walking around and so yeah my experience is probably different but that's what I remember most well like I like I touched touched on earlier growing up in in Southern California where I did I just didn't have access to to watching a lot of BYU games and I remember like the first time I think I can remember watching a BYU event was uh, what do they call those? Like on ESPN on Mondays during oh, basketball, like midnight or like Big Monday. Big, Big Monday. Monday yep. I remember watching those, and they, the games would come on at like nine o'clock or something. And my dad would let me stay up and watch like a little bit. But we would go to, to Las Vegas and uh, and travel whatever you know there, go up to Idaho to visit my grandparents. And so sometimes we would be able to get KSL. I remember my dad would tune it in. But for me, like my first real experience with with BYU. Sp- sports comes from like my good family friends the frenches because they had they had you know cousins uh the bills uh casey kelly craig all those guys uh they're cousins and so i would know about boe sports because of, of cheering for them we went down to san diego state to watch boe play uh the aztecs a couple times but the first time i ever came up to provo and went to an uh, a game was i think when notre dame came up with with ty whittingham in, in 2004 mm. And I just remember sitting in the stands and, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, they said a prayer before, which I wasn't used to. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then, uh, then they, they played the, the Irish fight song and I was like, okay, interesting as well. And then we had like these, these, these students or something wearing t-shirts by us that said, you know, Mormons supporting the Irish. And I was like, this is an interesting place. (laughs) (laughs) But but before Harrison goes, the funny thing, the exact opposite. So, so your situation was like, wow, they're saying a prayer. This is a little different. Just, just goes to show how many, how many games my children have been to when we go places that are not BYU, (laughs) when they don't say a prayer, they're like, are they not going to say a prayer? I'm like, no, they're not going to say a prayer. (laughs) So just the opposite of that. Yeah. I think everything kind of changed for me though, after my mission, because I got more exposed to, to BYU. I was at, I was at the MTC and I was like, we would have, they would have us, uh, you know, practice our language and stuff. And so I remember there was a statue, um, and we were practicing 
to the statue outside trying to get better my Korean. And the next thing I know, like it's pretty close to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And so I just hear the announcer say something muffled. He's like, Aah! and then the crowd goes nuts. I was like, I have no clue what even happened. And then the next day, half of the MTC was wearing red ties, half was wearing blue ties. Come to find out, Austin Colley made like the the famous fourth down catch, and I was and I was I was right next to that. (laughs) I may have also jumped when that happened too. (laughs) But it was was like after that, I started putting more puzzle pieces together, and and then BYU was able to be more exposed on TV, and so then it became more of a thing. Okay, Harrison. Yeah, for me, it's hard because I grew up in Washington. So just like Brandon, you know, getting BYU games was was few and far between. And my parents both graduated from BYU. And so when any time BYU was on TV, it was a big event at our house and we we turned it on and watched it. Um, So the biggest thing that I remember there, there's a couple events was in 96, the 96 season. I remember watching that season as much as it could. And there was the WAC championship game in 96. Um, we had some uh, church pro- uh, program or something going on that night that I had to be at. And my dad was at home. And I remember we had a break. So I called him and I was like, hey, what's the score? And so then he's like, oh, hey, it's um, going into overtime. So I stayed on the phone and he was get- giving me the play by play of that whole overtime, nice. uh, which was fun. The other one, I think it was the next year, it was when the Utah kicker kicks it off the post. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The doink. So, yeah, the doink. So I remember watching this game with my dad where, you know, BYU goes down and scores, and then uh, something happens, BYU turns it over, and Utah just drives down easily. And my dad's just not happy. He's just like, seriously? And he he just is about to go upstairs. And then I'm like, no, watch. Something's going to happen. Something's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> and sure enough, the guy, the kicker kicks it off the post and BYU goes on to win and we're jumping up and down. Um, but like my first experience of actually coming to a game was my freshman year. Um, and it was in 06. It was the Tulsa game where they had pretty much the hurricane came in uh, with all the rain. So it had the rain delay and every everything. Um, and then um, my first BYU-Utah game uh, that I saw in person was 09, the George overtime game. And this one was fun because I um, my mom was like, so are you coming home for Thanksgiving? I'm like, nope, I'm not coming home because this is my only chance to get to see – this in person i think and so i said no i'm staying here and it was so worth it because i was on the same end zone that george caught the ball and was running towards and so we all jumped on the field and so those are some key moments where i'm just like uh, i'll never forget uh stick with me oh you young whippersnappers <laughs> harrison's sitting there talking about the 96 game against texas a&m and i'm like Oh, I was a student here, and I was sitting in the north end zone, and I remember the touchdown that, that they won. That I remember going to the WAC championship game uh, as a student reporter. Not a good one, I will say, but anyway, I remember going to that game and being a part of it. But the thing that got me into BYU, I lived in Utah from like, I don't know, when I was from 1 to about 12, and nothing BYU, hardly any sports, nothing BYU. I move up to Oregon, and one of my neighbors – in Christmas lights, puts BYU number one on his roof. 
What year is it? 1984. And so (laughs) I, 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 I'm like, oh, I guess this is a thing. I know nothing. I mean, I grew up right around BYU, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is a thing. The next year, 1985, I don't remember why, but I came down, and BYU was playing Wyoming in a game. BYU, I still remember the score, 59 to nothing. BYU won 59 to nothing. And I remember being at the top of the south end zone, very last seat. And I just remember sitting there, and I got a T-shirt that said, here we go again, and it listed the schedule. (laughs) And I still remember that, and that was what sold me on BYU sports. Mm. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then, of course, the next few years, you go through a little bit of a drought of no good quarterbacks, and then Ty Detmer comes along, and that kind of revived things. And kind of like what you say, what you guys have talked about, you kind of learn as you go along, you know what, BYU is not always going to be great. They're not always going to be good. You're just going to have to live with it, and it's fine. I'm still a fan. I think we've all said this without maybe saying it specifically, but in all of our stories, anytime we've talked, there may be varying degrees of detail to the memory, but we've all touched on how it made us feel. Absolutely. That's, mm-hmm. That is sports. That's why it's so great. Yep. Because we may not remember every detail and every stat line, but we remember how it made us feel. Amen. That's the best. Yep. Jason's words are a great place to end this episode. Thanks to Jason Shepard, Brandon Crow, Harrison Collier, and Hemahe Muli for joining me on this roundtable talking about why we love sports. Download and subscribe to Behind the Mic wherever you find podcasts or listen to all episodes on the BYU Radio app. Behind the Mic is a production of BYU Radio. 